Welcome to the Homeland Heroes Salute, a podcast dedicated to sharing stories to heal and honor our heroes. We are your hosts, Bill Taub and Dave Tilly. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Homeland Heroes Salute. This is your producer, Alyssa, and I'm here today with Julie Weymouth, Executive Director and Co-Founder of the Homeland Heroes Foundation based in New Hampshire. Julie, thank you for joining me today as we say happy holidays to all of our listeners. Well, it sure is hard to believe that the holidays are here again, but here they are, and uh, we're looking forward to it. We're gearing up now to get ready to feed our families and do our toy drive and we're working hard every day to make sure that happens to support our veterans. That's fantastic. Um, for those listeners who might be unfamiliar with who the Homeland Heroes Foundation is, um, can you elaborate on how the Homeland Heroes Foundation helps the veteran community? I sure can. Uh, before I dive into that, I'm going to read to you. I'm going to read it because I haven't memorized it just yet, but we have a brand new mission statement. We want it to be a little bit more succinct with how we um, present ourselves to the world. So as a board, we worked very hard on coming up with a new mission statement to do that. So here it is. Uh, The Homeland Heroes Foundation offers an array of supportive services to active duty service members, veterans and their families in their time of need to help restore a sense of community, independence and well-being at home. And to clarify that further, we say uh, we donate furniture and new household items to help create a comfortable home We bridge the gaps between ourselves and other agencies to ensure no veteran goes homeless or lives in unsafe conditions. We work with community partnerships to offer supportive services to rebuild connection with family and self. And lastly, we find the resources needed to help a veteran lead a life with dignity and hope. So with that said, it really does encompass everything that we do. Um, We have a donation center located in Salem, New Hampshire, that's filled with household furniture, um, kitchen sets, dining room sets, um, not dining room sets, excuse me, living room, uh, living room sets, bedroom sets. We buy new mattresses for veterans who, who are in need of one. We would never give a veteran a used mattress. Um, we support veterans by offering food and gas cards. We'll pay for a homeless veteran to get off the street if he's in transitional um, situation with housing. Um, We do um, laptops and television sets and microwaves and coffee pots and kind of everything in between. And that's what we do every day. When a veteran comes to us and has a need, we try to fill it. We meet the veteran where he or she is. And uh, if we can do it, we certainly will. Those are the things that we do every day. And then we have a lot of one-offs. You know, we, we we recently helped a veteran replace a septic system and you know, it really goes on and on, Alyssa, um, what we do. We, we don't say no to a veteran. If we can't personally do it, we'll find someone in our community who loves veterans, too, that will help us uh, make that happen, whatever that is. That is definitely my favorite thing about the Holman Harris Foundation and a testament to you and your passion for um, helping veterans is the network and connections that you have made over the last 10 years with this organization. Homeland Harris Foundation is going into its 10th year, I believe, this year, correct? Into 2022? It's going into it. Well, October marks the beginning of the ninth year. So technically, October 22 will be our 10-year anniversary. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, loved every single, of- I've loved every single minute of it, too. 
Yes, absolutely. And I, I know from your passion, um, hearing you talk, you can hear all of that, um, how much you love it. That's awesome. Um, so I know this year we have had some struggles still continued with some of the COVID-19 um, being still around. How has the Homeland Harris Foundation, um, what or how is Homeland Harris Foundation doing despite some of these hiccups? Well, we didn't miss a beat. Um, we were able to get um, some of the New Hampshire CARE grant money, um, which we spent all of on things like rent and heat um, and utility bills and power repairs and all kinds of things like necessary things like that, um, that veterans suffer due to, you know, lack of employment or, um, you know, anything to do with COVID. So, um, in 2020, we actually helped 2020 into 21, we helped, um, a thousand veterans, including their family members in an array of different ways to help, you know, get them through, um, what was a terrible situation for all of us, but, our, our donors never stopped donating to us. And although we weren't able to have our major fundraiser in March, we had to uh, cancel it twice. Um, we still were able with the help of, you know, New Hampshire Care Grant and our support system, our donors, our businesses, corporations, individuals, our volunteers, everybody pulling together to make sure that this organization stayed solvent and we did that really, really well. And I'm really proud of that. Um, one of the other things that, you know, I came across not that long ago um, was the uh, rental assistance emergency grant that every um, county has um, access to. And we in Rockingham, um, I met with Brian Chaitello, who is the county commissioner. And he told me that there's, you know, $38 million worth of uh, money sitting there to pay rent uh, for veterans who have suffered some something due to COVID, whether it be having COVID themselves or whether their spouse or unemployment or lost job or whatever the case may be. So we were actually able to set up several now, three or four, maybe even going on five veterans with that program. And that paid for their rent um, up to 18 months. So that's wow. rent free for 18 months. So that's a big jump start for people who, you know, have suffered um, due to COVID. So uh, just recently, actually, I got a call yesterday from a 77 year old veteran who had been homeless for three years and lived in his truck, which is, you know, I know that it's out there. I know that it happens every day, but I just, every time I hear it, it's got, it's got wrenching that never, I, I'll never be desensitized to an individual, any, any human being living in, a, in an automobile. But in any event, he's 77. He bought a mobile home a couple of years ago and he's struggling. He actually has more bills than he makes uh, so in social security. So I actually talked to him about this uh, rental assistance program and we are in the process of applying for that. And although he owns the mobile home, we can apply for the rental assistance for the land fee, the HOA fees. And um, I'm 99.9% .9 sure that he will qualify for that. So he'll have reprieve for 18 months. He lost his job. He worked at Market Basket and when COVID hit, he lost his job, which was the only thing really keeping him above water. Um, so these are the kinds of things that we do every day. You know, the veteran called for assistance with uh, paying a bill for a broken furnace, which 
um, we will take care of. But, you know, as always, I dig in because there's always much more to the story than they're willing to tell you up front. And sometimes, you know, they're not. Veterans are the proudest people in the world. They don't want to ask for anything. They don't want to, they don't expect anything. They don't want to ask. But sometimes it just becomes absolutely necessary. And in this case, you know, he told me, he said, sometimes I don't have $5 to buy food for the week. And I wow. live off coffee. And I just, it just, like I said, I, I'll never, it'll never stop breaking my heart. But you know, that the good thing about that is it puts me into action. And so now, you know, we'll pay for the furnace so he won't have to worry about that bill. Hopefully he'll get the grant, which that will cover, you know, his uh, HOA fees for 18 months, which is, I think is it's $445 a month. So, you know, over 18 months, that's a good chunk of change. And then we'll send him some food cards and we'll, you know, help him with the holidays and things like that. So that's that's just one story out of hundreds and hundreds of stories, kind of similar. Um, we go above and beyond to help a veteran and, and uh, whatever their needs are, we find a way to fill them. Absolutely. That's incredible. Um what have some of the stories been like this year from other folks that have come and helped you? Can you share some more? Sure. Or um, come, come to look for help, rather. Yeah. So a couple months back, we got a call from, I won't name names, but it's a counseling um, service, local counseling service. And the veteran it was um, attending counseling with this program. And they called and asked if we would buy the veteran a refrigerator. And, you know, as I always do, I like to find out, you know, what's going on? Why do they need a refrigerator? And so long story short, we find out that the veteran had a house uh, fire and lost three quarters of the house had burnt down. And I guess, you know, I didn't really ever ask him this, but I think Red Cross stepped in and helped for a period of time. But then that money ran out and they had to go back to this home and they were living in it in like third world oh, country, wow. um, you know, substandard living. Their um, running water, they had no running water. The refrigerator was gone. Now we're talking July. Um, they had, they have four children, a set of twins that are four years old. No, excuse me, a set of twins that are two years old. And then they call them Irish twins. They're two, another two girls that are nine or 10 months apart. So they were. They're both four at the time when I think recently turned five. Um, so four children under the age of five and um, they were living like that. And I told the counselor from this program, that's unacceptable. They can't stay there. Let's get them into a hotel. And that night they were in the Red Roof Inn where they stayed for 28 days. Um, wow. The following day after we got them in there, I loaded up my car with all kinds of toys for the kids because it was heart wrenching to think that they would be in this one room hotel, but it was still better than where they were. At least they were safe and they could bathe and so forth. Um, and I brought them food cards and gas cards and Walmart cards and just kind of try to make it as comfortable for them as possible um, while we worked on some of the other things. And I said to the veteran, um, let's meet tomorrow in my office because I want to go over, I want to kind of get up snapshot of everything that's going on and let's see what we can do so we did that and we were able to um, connect him to the VA he's in the process of filing for um, a VA claim which if he's approved will mean more money coming in every month 
Um, we got his uh, DD-214 for him. He had lost it in the fire and had no idea how to get a new one. And what is we, that? DD-214 are the discharge papers. Every time a veteran, you know, leaves service, they get, you know, discharge papers. That's called DD-214. Okay. Um, and we were able to connect him with um, Health and Human Services. And we got them food stamps within three days. He had SNAP. I think somewhere in the neighborhood of seven or $800 a month. Um, and then we had a donor um, donate $1,000 and we bought all new clothes for the girls and bows and bubble bath and all kinds of things. And we found them daycare. Um, we got them into the Dairy Boys and Girls Club, the two older ones and the two younger ones. We found an in-home daycare for them, a lovely family who, who did it for free and wow. the dairy dairy boys and girls club also did not charge and so this family took you know they came into us as roadkill and um you know we helped them get back up on their feet pretty quickly um but they're still living in the hotel and i'm worried what am i going to do because we're in the middle of a housing crisis and astronomical rents and, you know, three, four kids and, you know, how are we going to do this? But, you know, I trust that the universe will provide for us because it always does. And I just knew that, you know, although I did my 2%, I looked online, I had the council looking online, I had the veteran looking online, nobody, everyone came up short. And then one day I asked my my son-in-law who does buys and sells and puts houses. I said, Hey, you know what's going on? And he said, Oh, I just bought a new place. I'm going to either flip it or rent it. And I said, Oh, where is it? And now the red lights, you know, the red flags going all in my head. <laughs> and I said, how many bedrooms? Oh, three bedrooms and in Salem. And I said, oh, would you consider, I have a family in need. Would you consider renting to them? And he said, yeah, yeah, I would consider that. So he said, let me meet them. He met them the next day. We applied for the rental assistance program. We included the utilities in the um, in the grant, and he was awarded the grant. And now is living in this beautiful fam one family home with a backyard for the girls, and he has his rent paid for and utilities for eighteen months. That is incredible. So that veteran came into me shortly afterward, and he said, "You know, when I found you guys." I had no hope. And he said, I have hope now. And that's what I live for. That's and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it really is. And it's just at the end of the day, it's, it's people helping people um, that happen to be veterans, but you know, we all need to help each other. And if everybody could do just a little bit and not everybody can accomplish that. And certainly I, I didn't accomplish it alone. I have a huge support system and a network of people that support us, that know the great work that we do. People that jump in without questioning me because they know that, you know, we are a transparent organization. 91% um, of everything we raise goes back to the veteran population. We have a stellar reputation in the veteran community with the VA, with Veterans Count, with SVAC, with, I mean, it just goes on and on. The Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, you know, um, it's in every veteran organization knows who we are and they call upon us for help. And, and we stand ready, willing, and able to do that every single day of the week. Absolutely. And sometimes weekends. 
<laughs> it takes a village, as I know you like to say. It sure does. And then I like to say, and we love ours. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, Julie, you know, I, I can't say this enough to you. I've, I've known you for the last three or four years now. And um, I started working with um, the Holman Harris Foundation and helping where I could in 2018. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the work that you do. Um, I know there's there's countless of others in line behind me that would want to do the same exact say the same exact thing to you. Um, the work that you're doing is is truly incredible, and um, the connections and the network and and the hope that you give, um, and the hope that the Homeland Heroes Foundation allows us to be able to give to veterans is is truly powerful and incredible. So, thank you for for doing what you do. Well, you know, honestly, you know, I appreciate that, um, those accolades, but I have to tell you that um, in all honesty, I, the blessing is all mine. This has enriched my life beyond what I could have ever imagined. It's testimony to when you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, there's not a day that feels like work to me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, sometimes I need to, you know, recharge my batteries for sure, but I'm never at a point where I say, I hate what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I love the fact that we have formed this network of powerful people and loving people who are ready to stand up for veterans that have, you know, that we've given, they've given limbs for, in some cases, their life for, yep. and, you know, their, their children for, and their spouses for, and, you know, so, I mean, there isn't anything that we won't do for a veteran if we can. We just love them that much. So Absolutely. it's the blessing is all mine for, for real. And is there anything you'd like to say to a veteran who might be listening right now who um, could be looking for first some hope themselves? Call us, you know, um, we, you know, we, we want to help you. We exist for that very reason. Um, and, you just and, oh, keep going. <laughs> no, no, you, I, I was just going to say that, you know, if a veteran is listening and they're hesitant to reach out to help, you know, please don't feel that way because um, we want to help you. We don't, you know, we, we do it in a dignified way. Um, you know, we don't, um, we don't get into your business if, if you don't want us to, you know, you only, we don't have to, you know, know everything. Um, but, you know, we, we're here to help you. If you need, if you need our help, call us. If this something that we can do to help make your life a little bit better than call us because there's no, this is a no judgment zone. Absolutely. And in what regions do you um, support veterans? Um, we serve mass Maine, New Hampshire and Vermont. Fantastic. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing those stories and sharing, um, what the Homeland Hero Foundation is all about. If anyone listening, if you are a veteran in need in the um, New England area, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, or Maine, you can um, find more information on at homelandheroesfoundation.org. Um, if you're looking to support our mission or become a volunteer with the Homeland Heroes Foundation, you can also visit us at homelandheroesfoundation.org. You can also like them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just search for Homeland Heroes Foundation. Um, well, thank you so much again, Julie, for joining me. Um, 
little update for the listeners as well um, regarding our podcast. We've had such a blast introducing our new hosts, Phil and Dave, to everyone in our audience. Um, We have so many stories coming up in the new year, so make sure you like, subscribe, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, to the Homeland Hero Salutes. Um, You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, And we hope to... uh, bring you more and more stories about hope and sacrifice and and um just stories about the veteran community and what they go through every day so thank you so much for joining me today julie and thank you to our listeners who make this possible um once again if you're looking to support the homeland heroes foundation um, or looking if you're a veteran in need you can visit us at homelandheroesfoundation.org and don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and thank you for all you do for us as well, <laughs> Alyssa. I mean, I would be remiss in not, you know, saying that to you. You're you're a busy girl, and uh, you find time to do to do this, and that's that's a big deal. You know, if everybody just did a little bit, not that you're doing a little bit because you're doing a lot, but <laughs> no, we don't. Every not everybody has to do as much as you do, but if everybody does a little bit, the world certainly is a better place. I agree. Well, thank you, Julie. You're welcome. This podcast is a co-production brought to you by the Homeland Heroes Foundation, an organization dedicated to the reacclimation support of active duty service members, veterans, and their families in their time of need. And Dairy Cam, who believes a better world starts with a connected community. To learn more, visit homelandheroesfoundation.org and dairycam.org. Follow the Homeland Heroes Salute on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and make sure you subscribe to the Homeland Heroes Salute wherever you listen to podcasts. The views expressed by our guests and others are solely their own. Views expressed in this podcast do not represent any of the uniformed services, the Homeland Heroes Foundation, Dairy Cam, Swim with a Mission, Harbor Care, Veterans First, or any other organization.